What's cracking big dose? Welcome. Bike. Is this thing on? Check one, check two, check three. Dan Quinn's not in Atlanta anymore. So we are free. What's cracking big dogs? Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is B D G E. Big dogs got to eat fantasy football. It is Monday. So we're talking waivers. We're talking full recap. But first, but first, but first, we need to talk about the situation at hand. And that is Mr. Daniel Quinn. The fuck out of here. Thank God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. This was the tipping point. We needed to wait to lose to the Panthers at 0-5 for his ass to be out the door. Tommy D, gone. GM, gone. Head coach, gone. Off my board. Off my board. Off my board. I'll be honest. Like, I don't know where this puts us right now. I don't know where this puts us because... We have Reem Morris coming in, who is our D coordinator, interim head coach. I was I was so thankful that we did not make Dirk Cutter our interim head coach because he would have done enough. He would have done enough to make us like six and ten, and like they would have convinced themselves that he was the fucking long term solution. I don't know why we keep taking out of the Tampa Bay coaching fucking grab bag. Like Dirk Cutter has always been fucking terrible. He puts up a lot of passing yards, but. His offense as a, as a well-rounded machine fucking stink, right? They got to wait till they're in catch-up mode, and then they start throwing bombs. We always start off slow. We always look terrible. Reem Morris, like he had his time in Tampa Bay as the head coach. Like, why do we keep dipping into Tampa Bay, who's been a terrible fucking franchise? Like, why do we want to continue to take coaches and front office people from that franchise? We're in the fucking NFC South. We see how they operate. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't even know who I want as head coach, but I'm fucking glad Dan Quinn is gone. Jesus Christ. All right, drunk duck. You know what? Talk fantasy. I'm not talking fantasy for the next 45 minutes. I'll put this on record right now. If we hire Bill O'Brien, if we hire Adam Gase, I'm not a Falcons fan anymore. I wish I could. I should have converted to a Raiders fan prior to this season. I was so excited about them this year. I don't know why, but I was. And now, and now I'm like getting in on the boat late. Stonks are already fucking through the roof. It's okay because I've been a lifelong Chiefs fan since January. So, so it ain't no fucking thing to me. Ain't no thing. I don't sound like snacks. I'm not delusional. My team is sitting here at all. Snacks thinks his team is making the playoffs. How do I sound like Snacks? I've been telling people since fucking, um, since the summer that we're going to be terrible. I'm going to bring up a tweet for y'all. I probably, we'll get into fantasy eventually, but this is why I like doing these live streams. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Sorry for all y'all that have kids out there and you're listening. Really wasn't necessary. Also, shout out to uh, Chris Ramirez, man. Hooking it up with, he sent through all these cards today. Really fucking appreciate that. Great guy. Look at this. Fucking D. Adams out of 199. Little jersey action. Dalvin Cook and my new most prized possession of all time. Roddy White. Roddy. Motherfucking Rowdy White. That's beautiful. A lot of people forget Roddy White was the wide receiver one in 2010. I don't forget. You forget. Not me. Couldn't be me. 
Let's see. Where's the tweet I'm even talking about? I don't know. People are telling me that Atlanta's going to be good this year. So I did like the SpongeBob uppercase, fucking lowercase. And I said, don't sleep on Atlanta. I'm a Falcons fan. We stink. Our defense stinks and our coaches stinks. They're a favorite in Vegas to win seven or fewer games. Like I knew this shit was coming. I'm not heartbroken. You're heartbroken. I'm not mad. You're mad. You're fucking mad. All right. All right. Enough of that. Let's talk injuries. But also on, on a on a card front, we're switching around our schedule. So I'm gonna try my best to get these out Monday. I think we're we're I'm gonna set a schedule and stick to it. Every Monday we're gonna do the waiver wire and we're gonna do the recap Monday. All right. So no longer sometimes Tuesday, sometimes Monday. Unless I'm real hungover on Sunday, then I might not be able to do it. But we're gonna try to go Monday because I'm gonna be doing an extra live stream on Tuesday. Not fantasy related though. We are going to be breaking boxes. If you've been following my stuff the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about getting more into sports cards. And that was just a cool coincidence that those got sent in today. But we got a big ass break coming tomorrow. We've got all the mosaics. We've got hangers. We've got blasters. Uh, these spots have already been filled by division. But we're going to do another box break on three absolute boxes. So we got three pretty absolute boxes. One, two, three. We're going to sell them off by division. So if you want to be in the box break, if you have no idea what that means, basically I, I open them live on camera. You buy in, you get one division. So if you get the NFC East, you get all the cards from, that's really unfortunate that Dak is on the cover there, but you get all the Giants, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the football teams, whatever the fuck you want to talk. So make sure you're following us all around on social media because we'll be posting about it. Let's talk about injuries because there were a lot of them. Let's, let's just speak on Dak because he's on the cover. Biggest injury of the day. Um, that was that was like a, one of those injuries that kind of takes the, the the soul right out of you, right? You're enjoying football. You're having a good day. It's a battle. And then that happens and you're like, fuck. The whole, there's no crowd there, but you could almost make the argument that the crowd went silent. I'm, honestly, the NFL has been so fucking bad with the noise. I wouldn't be surprised if like some dumb fucking intern hit the noise thing when Dak went down. It looks so, it looks so bad. It looked so bad at first, and it, it ended up being really bad. So he fractured his ankle. That was ugly. It was one of the more like brutal emotional injuries that we've seen in sports in, in, in quite some time. Obviously, because the context behind it, he didn't want to play on the tag. He ends up signing the tag. They don't have a long-term agreement in place. And now, you know, what happens there going forward? We'll have to see. Andy Dalton comes in. It's fantasy, right? We got to talk about the bikers. Andy Dalton comes in, goes 9 for 11, 111 yards. I mean, we all know Andy Dalton is more than serviceable enough to be a backup. They paid him to come in and be a backup here. And uh, he's going to take over as the quarterback for the, the rest of the year. You know, it doesn't really matter what he has been or what he is at this point in his career. The supporting cast there is just fucking insane in Dallas. So he is the priority add in Superflex leagues if you are quarterback desperate. If you had two quarterbacks on your team and Dak was one of them, you need to get Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. He needs to be the number one pickup on the wire for you this week. If you uh, have two quarterbacks and you need a third because bye weeks are coming up or you're like me where you had fucking cam everywhere and this guy's killing you right now, um, it's it, it's ugly out there for a lot of people. So Dalton is probably, you know, one of, if not the biggest waiver wire pickup of the week when it comes to Superflex leagues. Now, Sammy Watkins did something with his hammy. That, that thing we call the hamstring, that everybody's being fucking diagnosed with the pulls and the stretches and and the strains of the hamstring. 
He pulled up. He was like mid route, probably a multi week injury. That's typically what these hamstrings end up being. But we've also seen people return earlier. What does it mean? Well, once Sammy left, we had obviously Tyreek Hill lead the team in, in routes run. But behind him, we had Demarcus Robinson with 38. We have Miko Hardman with 36. That's the problem with Miko Hardman. We're all going to get excited about him. But again, he's always third and fourth if Sammy Watkins is healthy on the team in routes run on the depth chart. Obviously, he provides a much higher ceiling and he gives you that like week to week boom. If they do decide to let him take the wide receiver two role, which I don't think they're going to really do that. Um, he obviously has some 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 nice ceiling there. So I'm not I'm not going out to spend a lot of money on a guy like Nico Hardman here unless I, I Tyreek Hill would have to get hurt in order for me to get really excited about a guy like Nico Hardman. OK, that's where we'll leave it. Let's get back to the quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield did something to his ribs. Now, it was reported as as some kind of rib injury. And we are recording this right now on Monday, right? It's Monday at 3.50 p.m. Eastern time, United States, fucking Earth, Milky Way galaxy. So for all you people that are going to like yell at me on the day after, two days fucking later, that's when we're recording it. There's nothing I could do. There's nothing I could do about things that happen on Tuesday and Wednesday. Baker Mayfield had x-rays and they came back negative on the ribs. And then I'm seeing some stuff about how uh, from from some of the doctors on, on fantasy Twitter are talking about that it might be like an AC sprain in his shoulder. Everything they, they asked Baker out after the game and he's like, I'll be ready to go for week six. We'll have to see. The rib, uh, he could have a rib contusion, which is like best case scenario if it was a rib injury. And that's what Cam Akers has been dealing with. It's kind of like a pain thing. So keep a close eye on that. If it's a rib fracture, it might be uh, a little bit longer, but the x-rays were negative. So I don't believe it's going to be a rib fracture. Also, low key could be something in the shoulder. So keep a close eye on that. I mean, if you own Baker, like I'm not really about to tell you to run out and get Case Keenum because they are playing at Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh against the black and yellow next week. So, I mean, unless you're wildly desperate, you're probably not starting Case Keenum in your lineup, even though they're fucking confident in him, man. They gave him, I think it was an $18 million contract this offseason to be the fucking bike up here. They like him. I, they like him more than I like him. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Coyle Allen, man, this was crazy. A lot of emotion going on this week. I cried a lot. I got a big cry weekend for me and a lot of football fans. I was shook when Alex Smith ran on the field, right? The bench Haskins, he's third string. He wasn't even at the fucking stadium. He's done. His time in his time in Washington, his time on the football team, it's got to be over. They've got to be trading him in season, if not right after the season. Didn't come to the game. It was like some illness. I, I don't know, but there's obviously some weird shit going on there. I'm hearing reports that um, they don't like his practice I don't know the right word for it. His practice energy and his, his studying habits were like really, really getting worse and worse by the week. So it makes sense that he's kind of their last option at this point. Kyle Allen gets hurt with the shoulder. Alex Smith jogs on the field. I was I was so nervous. I don't know why. Like I, I was just like, dude, they're gonna kill Alex Smith. You know, like I feel like they're gonna hit his leg and it's just gonna snap out of the bone or something, man. I feel like collectively, I felt. Every football fan's energy throughout the whole world watching Alex Smith jog on the field. And I was like, we're all in this together. And then when they showed his family up in the stands, I was like, Jesus, that was the dagger. I was like, I didn't need to see that. I'm, I'm fucking scared. I'm sad. I'm emotional. And then uh, and then Alex Smith went on to the field. Great comeback story. And he was fucking terrible. He was so bad. There's no way to sugarcoat it, man. There's no way to sugarcoat it. I'm out of sugar. 
We made cookies. No fucking sugar left. Alex Smith was god-awful. I think Ron Rivera, like, wanted to see if there was a Cinderella story in the making there. Like, he was hoping... He probably knew what Alex Smith was at this point, but he was kind of hoping that Alex Smith went on the field and just, like, went nuts, proved everybody wrong, was like, oh, we still got it. And then I think he saw quickly, because right after the game, he was like, yeah, Kyle, you're our starter again, if you're healthy, assuming. Um, I don't... I haven't really seen reports on whether or not his shoulder's okay. I would rather have Allen there out on the field than Alex Smith right now um, for Terry's sake. But to be honest, man, somehow Dwayne Haskins might have been the best case scenario for Terry McLaurin from a fantasy option. What we loved about Terry was he had this combination of floor and ceiling that was super enticing, right? Like his worst games were going to be four for 60, five for 60. His best games were going to be the ones where he explodes for like a buck 20, right? He did that a couple of times. And, and now you're looking at yesterday and it got ugly quickly right and he put up like a four or five point spot in your lineup and now you're like is this what we need to expect going forward when Haskins is not the quarterback it's a little bit worrisome but like it is a one game sample size I'm holding on to Terry I'm not panicking yet we'll see what comes of this okay now Dalvin Cook late night game what a fucking game what a game I I'm gonna hold off on DK Metcalf but like I want to talk about him already we're not going to yet. We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook. Likely a groin strain from everything I've watched and everything I've heard. And uh, I know Dr. Morse hasn't been doing videos on my channel this week yet or this this year. He usually he came on like weekly to do it last last uh, last year, last football season. But if you go just subscribe to the Fantasy Doctors on YouTube and he does like two or three minute injury updates like is he were they work their fucking asses off over there, man. They really, really do. So go follow them and you can be super up to date with the injury stuff. Um, they put stuff out. They put videos out within like five or 10 minutes of the injuries happening as long as they saw the video. And then it's up up there. So you're like on top of this stuff. Basically, what he said was it's likely a, a, a not too serious groin strain, which medically would take on average like 10 to 14 days to return from. After 14 days, the re-injury risk is lower than 10%. Okay, that's the good news. Doesn't seem like it's gonna be a lingering injury if we give him some time off. Both David Montgomery and Kareem Hunt dealt with this. Right, we thought it was a lot more serious for David Montgomery. Didn't turn out to be a problem. Kareem Hunt got past it very quickly. Uh, so as long as 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 like MRIs or whatever the tests they run on him don't come back as like a grade two strain in the in the groin or something worse, uh, this was kind of best case scenario for Dalvin Cook owners. Given like you know you got that fucking pit in your stomach when you see Dalvin Cook you know get off the field. Now obviously Alexander Madison becomes the outside of being super desperate at quarterback and Andy Dalton in the way. Madison pretty much becomes the number one waiver wire pickup. I, 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 I'm shocked. Like Yahoo's crazy, right? Because we all use like the ownership percentages on Yahoo. He's only owned in 40% of Yahoo leagues. And I, I almost feel like you need to throw a 25% on top of that because 25% of leagues are probably free or inactive. And like those should not count against percentages. That still means that Madison is pretty widely available in, in, in a lot of leagues. So given his workload, I mean, Dalvin Cook left. It was split between Madison and, and Mike Boone. And Madison outsnapped Mike Boone 43 to 5, outtouched him 23 to 2 on the game. He went for 112 on the ground. He caught all three of his targets for 24 yards. He's right up there in the RB1 conversation as long as, as Cook is out. Uh, Mike Boone is an interesting play. He's an interesting athlete. Uh, I like him as a runner. He, he brings a little bit more explosiveness than Alexander Madison does, but you can clearly see like who the guy is there. I'm not, I'm not going to say like, oh, Mike Boone is, you know, sneaky fucking upside to take that job. 
he he fucking killed me last season, man. He killed me. I remember championship week, week 16, was super high in him. Cook and Madison were out, and uh, he goes for fucking 33 yards and absolutely ruins fantasy championships. The next week, week 17, goes for 160 in a tug. Like Mike Boone, you're not doing anyone any fucking favors there. No one's even watching football at this point. No one cares about week 17. Fucking Mike Boone. Yeah, so Alexander Madison, obviously the priority pickup this week and, and stay very on top of uh, Dalvin Cook injury news. A.J. Green pulled a hammy again. Well, it's fucking new. Now, if we're looking at the routes run yesterday, A.J. Green leaves. T. Higgins leads the team with 38, Tyler Boyd at 36, and nobody else fucking matters in that offense. Higgins seems to be a very real thing in Cincinnati. Um, for fantasy as soon as like literally right now. And since he's got onto the field in, in week two, he has averaged seven and a half targets per game. And it's been consistent. It wasn't like one game of 13 targets and a couple games of like two or three. He's between like the six and 10 range week in and week out. He hasn't really done much with them besides the two touchdowns in week three. Uh, he's averaging like 53 and a half receiving yards per game, which equated out to a full year is about 850 for a 16 game pace which is great for a rookie year. Like those are great statistics for a rookie year. And those are the numbers you look for, for like an elite, not an elite, but like a high end wide receiver to kind of take the next step. That's not exactly like, you know, groundbreaking numbers in terms of fantasy. That's nothing more than like a wide receiver three or a flex play. However, if AJ Green misses time, this offense could easily become a funnel between T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, which would obviously be good for Mr. Titty boy T Higgins. So Higgins is, is someone that needs to be owned, of course. He's a priority ad as well because these rookies are fucking popping off like Viagra left and right over here. And uh, you want to share somewhere. And Higgins has looked good. He's getting the volume. He's getting the opportunities, running the routes, and you love to see it. You love to see it. You don't love to see Deontay Johnson go down with a bike injury. We're talking about impressive rookie wide receivers. Like, holy shit. Chase Claypool yesterday? I don't know. I don't know what words I could say to like put put into normalcy what his performance was. Like, okay, so Deontay Johnson, tough tough season for him, man. Dealing with the calf in the summer, then he deals with the concussion earlier on in the season. Now he's dealing with the bike injury. Listen, we don't root for injuries. I don't want guys to get hurt. But if, but if someone gets hurt. Maybe I'm rooting for it to be a bike injury so I can continue to say bike. What do you think about that? Good process or results? Process or results? Give me the results every time, okay? We don't know the severity of, of, of Deontay Johnson's bike injury. Literally could be nothing. Could be bike next week from his bike injury. Could be something big where he's not bike next week from his bike injury. Regardless, Deontay Johnson leaves with the bike injury, doesn't come bike onto the field. We don't know when he's going to be bike. And then Chase Claypool comes on, catches 7 of 11 targets, 110 yards, three scores. Adds a rushing score. Had an offensive PI called, a ridiculous offensive PI called that could have had a fourth receiving touchdown. This was one of the most ridiculous receiving statistical games like in recent memory. Ben loves Claypool. Ben doesn't love Juju, man. I don't I don't know. You want to talk about a disappointing Steelers wide receiver? Like we could talk about Deontay Johnson having all these injuries and now having a bike injury. Anytime you deal with a bike injury, 
problem. Bike injuries, not bike. BDGE, video, we're bike. Juju has gone over 48 receiving yards this year once. One time. It was back in week one. Bike in week one. Had to keep you all on your toes. I know you guys get sleepy sometimes. Sometimes when I'm doing live streams, I've, I've learned to calm down a little bit. Because what I used to do is go on and talk really fast. I didn't do it purposely. But for like 50, 60 minutes, I would talk really fast. And at the end of it, I was out of breath. Like my throat hurt. So I've been consciously trying to go slower through these live streams just so I could survive. I feel like I'm going to pass away on one of the live streams soon. So I take breaks now, which probably lulls you guys to sleep. So every once in a while, I need to yell the word bike to keep you all up. Hasn't had over 48 receiving yards since week one. In week one, he was wide receiver six. His finishes after that, wide receiver 48, wide receiver 34, and this week, wide receiver 53. We have not had Monday Night Football or Tuesday night football included into those rankings either, which is worrisome, okay? It's clearly not a product of the, the passing offense being bad, right? Ben is borderline top 10 fantasy quarterback. The, the offense is averaging almost 30 points per game. So they're running shit up here. And Juju seems not to be, he's not in, He's not even in the fucking race. He's not in the race. And here are some tweets today that I thought were uh, more like usage oriented that might give you a little clearer picture of you know what what the usage is like right now you have the week five wide receiver routes run on top there claypool still finishing in third even with the deontay johnson bike injury you got to think that like they're seeing what he's doing and they're like okay james washington time to scale bike on on the usage that you're getting here and let claypool take over as the alpha you have routes run you have snap counts and then the bottom is a little bit more in depth you have a route on 74% of Ben's dropbacks, 37% slot rate, 15 targets over the last two games. So the Steelers clearly like him. Big Ben clearly likes him. We don't know what to expect when Deontay Johnson comes bike from his bike injury, though, do we? I need to get a bike counter on here. I can't wait to see the comments about how mad people are that I keep saying, bike. Welcome, bike. Um. So, yeah, we'll have to keep our eye out on the Deontay Johnson bike injury to see if uh claypool will i mean he seems like obviously he's a very very high up there priority ad um the breakout is underway it's already happened it's already happening so he needs to be rostered everywhere but in terms of like going forward how confident you could feel starting him it's going to depend on deontay johnson's health because i think as long as johnson is on the field they're going to play different roles and i don't want to say like johnson's the alpha um because you know, he might just be a great route runner where he never develops into a true alpha, almost like Stefan Diggs prior to Buffalo, where he was a kind of sharing the spotlight with other playmakers and other receivers, Juju in the slot, Thielen was in the slot, you know, shit like that. So I'm just saying Johnson is just as capable of big, big games like this as Claypool is. And speaking of, speaking of Monday Night Football, right? We said Juju's wide receiver 53 without having... Monday Night Football happened yet, or Tuesday Night Football. Here is what we're going to do. Monkey Night Fight's got the Monday Night Games open right now, okay? And we're going to fuck around and see what our favorite plays of Monday Night Football are. And for those of y'all that watch on Tuesday, we're going to do one for each. One for Tuesday and one for Monday. If you have not yet signed up for Monkey Night Fight, I don't know what is you doing. It's a beautiful, beautiful site to play player prop games. It's a hell of fun. 
They're all like fantasy points related or touchdown scoring related or receptions or whatever you want to do. You could find a game for anything. If you have not yet signed up, make sure you go over to monkeyknifefight.com. It'll be linked in the description. Use a promo code BDGE when you sign up. You're going to get double whatever you deposit. So if you throw down 10 bucks, you're going to get 20. If you throw down 50 bucks, you're going to get 100. The deposit match goes up to $50. So don't put in more than 50. But use the promo BDGE when you do. Chargers, Saints. Throw some stuff in the live stream. Let me know what you guys are feeling about this. So there are a bunch of games on here, right? And you guys can go play whatever you want. If you're into other sports, shout out the Lakers for the chip last night. Um, you guys, they have they have basketball. They got baseball. They got whatever the fuck you want to play on here. But let me know what you guys like on uh, on Monkey Knife Fight for this one. So they have more or less where you're just going more or less on the passing yards. They have rapid fire where they give you a bunch of choices. And for this one, it's like... Justin Herbert plus five and a half on the passing yards for Drew Brees. Keenan Allen minus 0.5 receptions against Alvin Kamara. Hmm. This is kind of interesting. Touchdown dance. So with touchdown dance, you're picking three players and the goal is to go over two and a half touchdowns and you'll one and a half X your money. So if a player or if the combination of all three of these guys scores three touchdowns, you're going to want to one in 1.5. I'm having trouble speaking. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm starting to talk fast again. I'm getting out of my element. Got to cool down, Nicholas. Cool down. Let's take a drink of water. What's the live stream chat looking like? What do you guys what do you guys like right now? Herbert has been dealing. Give me the yards. Yeah, I uh, I do like the passing yardage. I, I think I would take Breeze, though, minus five and a half here. I think I would say Keenan Allen, minus half a reception over Kamara. I think I would take Sanders there. I think I might just go with the top row right here. I like that one. Touchdown dance, again, you need to get three touchdowns, so obviously you're throwing Kamara in there. I think Latavius Murray obviously makes sense. And then if you want to spice that, that's where it gets hard. Like, you have no guaranteed touchdown scores on the Chargers side of things. You would think, you would think that Joshua Kelly would be okay, but the Saints are good against the run. But who gets the scoring opportunities? I don't know what my favorite plays are here, to be honest. I don't know. Kamara down at 66 and a half rushing yards, huh? I guess he's getting it done through the air way more. I think I like this one. Fantasy points. So this is full PPR. This is full PPR right here. Hunter Henry, 12 and a half fantasy points. Emmanuel Sanders, 11 and a half. So we're going to go over on Hunter Henry because the Saints are not good against tight ends. And Hunter Henry has been pretty involved with uh, with Herbert under center. Emmanuel Sanders, mm, this is a tough one. He's been he's been he had that dud when he had that dud when um, Michael Thomas went out that first week and everyone was pissed about it. But then he's been very good. But I'm also going to go less on that. I think that might be my favorite play. I haven't looked through enough. Let's look at Tuesday night. Maybe that'll be a more fun game. Do we even know? We don't even know who's like... Oh, no, we don't. Never mind. Whoa, 290 passing yards for Josh Allen, huh? 240. This is what I'm doing. Boom, boom. That's my favorite play right there for Tuesday night. What's, what's cracking? We bike. Welcome, bike. How we doing? Okay. Let's keep going down the list. We have two more injuries. We have... The Jacksonville Jaguars injuries are starting to pile up. DJ Chark does something to his ankle. Tyler Eifert suffers a concussion. 
I don't have an update on either one of them. I don't know how serious the DJ Chark ankle injury is, but he did get forced from the game. Let me check the Twitter real quick. Make sure you're following me on Twitter right there, Nick underscore BDGE. You could hit me on Instagram as well. Yeah, it looks like we don't have any news on DJ Chark yet. Eifert is probably 50-50 to play next week. And you could you could laugh at me, including Eifert in here, but after week one, you know, they threw the ball 20 times in week one, which was which has shown to be a, a huge outlier for the Jaguars. Eifert's had six, three, six, and seven targets in the four weeks following that. So he's been like relatively very involved in this offense. It's not nothing. And and on that same note, after week one, Minshew attempted 20 passes in week one. He has attempted at least 40 pass attempts in all four games following that. So the Jacksonville Jaguars that we thought we were going to get in the beginning of the year that we maybe cooled down on after week one are exactly, they're exactly who we thought they were. Okay. This is what we expected. Now, if Chark is out, if Eifert is out, LaVisca Chenault's already been balling, but this is an absolute beautiful spot for him. They get a home matchup versus the Detroit Lions. He's had three straight games with five catches or more. He he is he is here. He is here to say Chanel is the real deal. One of our favorite rookies coming in. Super versatile. Can play all over the field. Chark's out. He can go on the outside. If Eifert's out, he could be the red zone target and take the targets up the middle. He's quietly wide receiver 27 on the year. He only has one touchdown to his name so far. So Chanel, another we have we have Claypool, we have T. Higgins, we have Chanel. We got all these dudes breaking the fuck out everywhere. If I had to order them in terms of like my priority pickups, who I would do in what order, I think T. Higgins would be my number one. T. Higgins would be my one because A.J. Green's probably going to miss time. A.J. Green, I feel like, is being phased out of the offense, to be honest. So Higgins has like legit wide receiver two upside, I think. And then it gets tough after that. I think we're going to see a lot of inconsistency from Chenault going forward. I don't know how much I actually trust this offense to keep feeding him the ball, especially when Chark is on the field. So really close. I I probably lean Claypool and then Chenault. That's how I do it. But T Higgins for me is like the clear wide receiver one that I'm picking up this week. Actually, fuck another rookie wide receiver, man. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs comes back from the injury through five games. Shout out to still Ryan five, my boy Ryan of the breakout finder pod. Through five games, Derek Carr is first in completion percentage, seventh in yards, sixth in touchdowns, ninth in yards per attempt. Derek Carr, when you look at his weekly deep ball rate, percentage of attempts, 20-plus yards downfield, weeks one and five, the only games Henry Ruggs has been healthy for. Look at the percentages, people. Look at it. Look at it. So what I was trying to say about Derek Carr all summer, man. So I was high on him, even though he's like a very boring pick. Ruggs looks like a full go, and he changes the offense for this team. They have a lot of explosive playmakers on the team, and Ruggs is like the guy that makes it all work. He's the guy that spaces it out for everybody else. So Ruggs looks like a full go. He ran a lot of routes. He ran, I think he was on the field for like 77% of routes, and there's obviously room to improve because Aguilar still ran more uh, routes than than Henry Ruggs did, which I don't think will be the case for the entirety of the season. Uh, Ruggs went two for three, caught two of his three targets for like 118 yards, including a 74-yard score. That's the kind of stuff that Ruggs brings to the field, man. Um, something to note, though, they do have their bye coming up this week. So if you are planning to drop someone for him, thinking that you might throw him into your lineup, fake news. He has a bye week six. 
What else we got going on? What else do we got going on? Uh, also, for like the full, the entirety, the full write-up, waiver wire, as well as, look at this little fucking animation I made. Look at this. Look at this. Does it go away? Do I have to put it back on the screen again? Look at me. Look at us. Oh, yeah. So the full waiver wire write-up is on Patreon. In-depth, fab guidance, how much you should spend on each guy. Would you use the number one waiver wire priority on them if you are in a waiver wire league? That is available on patreon.com forward slash BDGE, as well as the in-season weekly rankings, as well as our updated dynasty rankings, as well as access to the Q&A that I do every Saturday. It's Q&A assault. We need to copyright that soon. So a lot of good shit on patreon.com forward slash BDGE. A lot of good shit from Chase Edmonds, man. Again, another good game from him. He ran more pass, pass routes than Kenyon Drake for the first time this year. He out-routed him. Out-routed him. Is that what you call it? Like, you can out-snap somebody. You can out-target somebody. Do you out-route him? Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. He out-routed Kenyon Drake. Drake just looks fucking terrible. He's playing against me in E-Town get down, so of course he had to get in for a touchdown. But uh, Chase Edmonds played on, I think, 45% of the snaps for the first time this year as well. So the, the gap is closing. Each week, it's getting closer and closer, man. There's really nothing Cliff can do there except look with his fucking eyeballs, turn his brain on, and show that Chase looks a lot better than Drake. That's all I got to say. Hollywood Brown should also look a lot better than he is performing up to this point. He ranks so highly in like air yards, average depth of throw. He has the single most deep targets this year, 15 of them. He's tied with Calvin Ridley for the league lead, 15 deep targets in 2020. Only four of them are catchable. Only four of them have been deemed catchable per PFF. He's caught all four of them. Caught all four of them. Lamar Jackson has been the problem when we're talking about deep passes. Right now, he ranks fourth in terms of his deep ball rate. The percentage of his throws that are going downfield that are deep, fourth highest in the NFL. Adjusted completion percentage. So his completion percentage on those throws Fifth lowest in the NFL. So, he's throwing deep balls a lot. It's not pretty. It's not good. The results are not there. I like Brown as a buy low because he's doing everything that we thought he was going to be doing. He is who we thought he was. His target share has been crazy. His target share is like that of a real wide receiver one, like 26 to 28% game in and game out. He's getting those deep targets we wanted him to get. They're not clicking. So, I like Brown as a buy low. I also think that this Ravens team and this Ravens coaching staff is like, it, they're too smart and they're too talented not to get things clicking on offense for them, okay? If they were able to put together this offense around Lamar Jackson, like they will be able to fix whatever problems are happening on the passing side of the ball right now. Because they're, I mean, they're running teams out of the fucking stadium, but like there are clear problems that they're going to have when they start facing good teams like we saw with the Chiefs. What else we got here? We still got a lot to talk about, huh? We got a lot to talk about. If you are enjoying the video thus far, I know there's about a zillion. Actually, there's probably not that many people in here, but I know there's way fewer thumbs up than there are people in the video. If you just scroll down a little bit, literally all it takes is you just do that. A little beep boop, little beep, do that, and then hit the button that looks like this. It helps me out a ton. Let's me know that you appreciate these. I'll keep doing them. Again, I'm going to do a live stream for the opening of these football boxes. I want to say I'll probably do it around noon Eastern time tomorrow. Noon Eastern time tomorrow. 
Set your fucking calendars. Set your alarm clock. Write it on Sharpie on your forehead. Noon Eastern tomorrow, we're going to do some box breaks. Come hang out with your boy. Me and my greasy fingers. 49ers. A lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about here. 49ers get their fucking asses whooped by Miami. Because, of course, in the E-Town get down, I'm going against the fucking elite Fitzpatrick and Miles Gaskin stack. I just, you know, you can't go into a week playing against that stack and expect to win, right? Can't be done. That's what fucking happened. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I also had to... COVID has destroyed my E-Town get down team. Like it hasn't, I feel like it hasn't affected anybody except my team between Cam, Tannehill's games getting canceled. I had to put in KC offense over New England's offense. They got me negative one points. I have to, I had to play Naeem Hines over Ryan Tannehill or uh, over, over Cam. I didn't have another quarterback. He got me like three fucking points. It was disgusting. And now I need 28 from Ryan Tannehill tomorrow night or I'm going to lose, but it should have been like 14 because of the other two bullshit ass, bullshit ass, COVID ass fucking Jimmy G ass having getting benched ass Jimmy G got benched came into the game with the ankle injury but he was not on the injury report going into the game so they listed him as like a non-injured player and then he was playing so fucking poorly that they benched him at halftime Shanahan said it was because the ankle that's what they needed to sit him for it might have been performance related because if there was ever a time for a benching to be performance-related, it was literally Jimmy G yesterday. But it's also possible that the performance was ankle-related, all right? So we have the benching, performance-related, but the performance might be ankle-related, right? That's why I use my TI-84 for math like that. So I'm an elite mathematician. I'm only technically a mathematician, just like I'm only technically a doctor. You get everything from me here. There's no reason to go anywhere else for your fantasy stuff, except for all the fucking terrible takes I have. <sighs> so he's very questionable. Supposedly he's not like, he's definitely not hundred percent. Like he's questionable for week six. They won't commit to him for week six against the Rams on a brighter note. We got Raheem Mostert coming by, which is not a brighter note for us. Cause I like Jarek McKinnon this week. I didn't play him anywhere cause I don't have him, but like I ranked him as a low end RB two. Raheem Mostert came back and Took his role. 11 for 90 on the ground. Caught three targets. McKinnon played on like 20 to 25% of the snaps. And uh, it's unfortunate for him. But it's clear that Raheem Mostert is the guy to own there. Uh, McKinnon is rosterable. Everyone else is just dead to me. Now here's another sophomore wide receiver by low candidate. It's Debo Samuel. Let me tell you why. He's coming back from the foot injury. He played a full slate of snaps in this one. Full slate. 89% of the snaps. He tied George Kittle. Team high. Eight targets. Of the eight targets Debo Samuel saw, three of them were catchable, okay? Three of them were catchable. I don't want y'all to, to forget how good Debo Samuel was last year. When Debo Samuel is in full capacity, full health, and playing on that field, he's awesome. He's really fucking good. And I think we're going to see that sooner rather than later. This is like the perfect time to buy Debo Samuel because he probably has very little value and he's coming off a game where he got the volume, but it was terrible volume. So now is the time to buy him. Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. Do we buy him? I mean, I don't uh, like where the fuck are you going to buy him from the 99 fucking cent store? It's probably all available on Dynasty rosters. Now, uh, I actually had this dude 
on a couple of my taxi squads last year when he was with the Lions, and then I fucking dropped him like Matt Patricia did in real life. Because his profile is 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 super enticing, man. 6'2", 215. <clears throat> Obviously, the draft capital is what makes him unenticing. Six-round pick. Played at Old Dominion, which is the other obvious red flag. Of course, you're going to put up good numbers when you're playing against Old Dominion, but college dominator in the 70th percentile. 17.2 yards per reception, 80th percentile, which tells you he's a big-time playmaker down the field, right? College target share, almost 23%. Breakout age is a little iffy. Ifay, but his best comparable is Michael Gallup. And when you can find a guy like that on the waiver wire, it's worth grabbing in Dynasty. In Dynasty. He was awesome on Sunday. Like, he was literally the only guy Carson Wentz was throwing the ball to. I, how long is that shit going to last, right? Djax and Alshon Jeffrey are probably a week away, or they might even be playing this upcoming week. Uh, Rager is going to be back relatively soon, I want to say, in a couple weeks, I believe. I'm not spending any fab on, on Fulgham in a redraft league. Like, there's no way. Maybe in a 14-team league, if you want to put a $0 bid in and maybe beat somebody, meet somebody out in a tiebreaker, like, there's just no way you're ever going to feel comfortable putting this guy into a lineup. Might be a good stash. Um, I, I don't know. Like who? Maybe maybe the Eagles coaching staff will pull their fucking heads out of their arses and they'll say like, oh, why don't we give a guy who just had a fucking disgusting game more chances? This young guy who could be a receiver in our core rather than doing what they've done over the last three years and forcing Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey on the field. Like why not try to build for the future but also put this guy in a chance to have the games that he did on Sunday? So I can't predict what's going to happen. I just know you're not going to be confident putting this guy into your starting lineup for a long time. And those are the guys that I try to kind of stay away from. Um, but he does have a path to continue to stay on the field with all these older guys injured. And maybe the coaching staff just realizes that their best fucking play should be to let this guy play out and see how he does because he was awesome on Sunday. You know who else was awesome on Sunday? You know, it's a pretty good fucking wide receiver in the NFL. This guy named DK Metcalf. Guy named DK Metcalf. I can't believe I was hesitant to draft him in the preseason. I thought him and Lockett would just share. I mean, they are sharing the targets. I thought like their upside was going to be kind of capped at like 1,100 yards apiece. Did not see this 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 passing offense going like this. And DK Metcalf. Shout out to Russell Clay, man. Shout out to Russell Clay at Russell J Clay on Twitter. First person I heard say this, it was like a month ago on the breakout finder. He had DK Metcalf listed as his wide receiver one in Dynasty. Overall wide receiver one in Dynasty one month ago. And now you're hearing everybody on Twitter, like after last night's game, everybody's like, this is going to be a bold take, but he's a top three to top five Dynasty wide receiver for me. It's like fucking, it, it, it would be a bold take to not have him in there. You sound like a fucking idiot. So shout out to Russell Clay for being the first person on this and and going bold, putting his stance out there, wide receiver one in Dynasty. I don't know if there's anyone, I think in my rankings, which I updated this morning, which again are available on patreon.com forward slash BDGE. Let me pull them up for you right now and see where I got these Dynasty rankings at. So yes, I moved him up to wide receiver one. He's 22 years old. He's tied to Russell Wilson for a long time. And Russell Wilson... He's treating him like he's Julio. It's it's insane. I have Devontae Adams at two, Michael Thomas three, D Hop four, Tyree Kills five, CD Lamb there at six. I'm I'm I want to move CD Lamb up. I'm actually probably gonna move him ahead of D Hop up to four. 
And those are my top six. So, if you want the rankings, Dynasty, you know where to find them. You know where to find them. I want to play the fucking animation again. I'm going to... Wait. Skirt. That wasn't cool or fun at all, actually. I thought it was going to be a lot more fun. Um, What else do we got here? I think that was really all I had for the recap and the notes. Um, so Joe Mixon caught a lot of balls again. Uh, he went back to his typical 2.5 yards per carry, but the volume was very much there. It was good to see him out-target the shit out of Gio Bernard. I did see a tweet somewhere that like all the long-distance downs and the two minutes and four-minute drills actually were still Gio on the field, which is weird considering how the box score came out. Um, but I guess this game gave me a little bit more faith. And, you know, the, one of the things that can come from A.J. Green being off the field is, you know, if the target funnel is going to go to just Higgins and Boyd, Mixon, and just the running backs in general are going to get some of that, right? No CJ Ozoma. They don't really have a tight end of consequence. Um, what else? Brandon Cooks went the fuck off yesterday. Um, I know it's easy to equate like a one-game fucking sample size and be like, well, Bill O'Brien's not there, so the offense is different. It's like it's not going to be that different after four days. Um, but it was good to see Brandon Cooks get super involved. So he's someone, obviously, you don't want laying around on your waiver wire. So Sean Watson's just too good to be held down for so long. Still much rather own Fuller. Fuller's actually been dynamite this year. He's been fantastic uh, when he's on the field, of course. So Fuller, you want to own over Cooks, but Cooks is very much ownable, startable. Not startable, sorry, ownable. Maybe it'll be startable. We'll see where my rankings kind of turn out. Let's get into the questions. Who else is done with fantasy? Yeah, I'm uh I'm done with fantasy. I'm completely done with fantasy. Anyone got any good questions that are not fantasy related? Um, Nick, can I get a spot for the new cards? Yo, so, oh my God. What's up with the British chick? Did you guys see on the live stream when she called me midstream? I think we're going to, we might stream tomorrow night actually for the Buffalo, Tennessee game. So stay tuned. Four and one gang. Where you at? Not me. Um, okay. If, if you want spots in the new card breaks, what I, what I typically do, if you're in discord, I usually put it in there first and give them um, to give them the first chance at it because they're, they're paying customers. So discord, you get available through patreon.com slash BDGE, but I usually will post it on Twitter and Instagram. So as long as you're following me on Twitter, as long as you're following like BDGE on Twitter, it's at BDGE two underscores. And then at big dogs fantasy on Instagram, uh, I'd be, I'd be putting that shit up. How was your day, Nick? Been a long day. I didn't really sleep too well. So I've been up for a long time. We've been working, um, you know, getting this shit ready and prep this video. I want to make sure I bring y'all the fucking noise. Um, so it's been a long day thus far. And then we're going to film bunk bed breakdowns tonight at like 930. So we're only about halfway through the day, unfortunately. Is Animal dead? Uh, he's he's as dead as an alive person can be. How tall are you? I'm like, well, it depends. My, my hinge profile would say six foot. I'm probably closer to 5'11". When is the next vlog from you on, Joe? Man, I feel like 
I feel like I just dropped that last one, but it's only because I've got, I have about 50 minutes filmed of the newest vlog that I need to get out. Uh, but I need to edit it first. So that will probably be out. I just don't have a lot of time in the beginning of weeks because of football. Um, but hopefully I can get that out by early next week. Own oh, five gang, 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 gang. When's the next Marg party? Man, I really wanted to have like a, a housewarming or an apartment warming party at the headquarters, but obviously COVID is not the friendliest of things. When's the next Marg? Uh, if you could relive one day of your life, would you do it to change something or simply relive it? Wow. Great fucking, great question. Um, I don't, I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's any day that I would want to relive to change anything. I don't think there's much that I would change. I'll put it that way. Um, I would definitely relive it to relive it. I actually don't know what day I would choose though. I've lived a lot of days in my life. I think someone asked me how old I was. I'm 28, 27. No, I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 28. I'd be forgetting. I'm getting too fucking old. My birthday was in August, so I I forget how old I am for like two months outside of my birthday. Virginity story. Uh, I think we were going to wait till till we start doing Why Yelling podcasts in, in the... Uh, in the off season, we're going to do a, a lot of. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Podcasting on that kind of stuff. My virginity story was actually down the shore down in Jersey Shore. I was, uh, how old was I? I mean, junior in high school. It was a fucking mess. I was done in like a fucking 11 seconds. Out of the game quicker than AJ Green. Fucking embarrassing. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Animal? No, he didn't win. What happened with Bleacher Report using bike? Listen, guys, I, I didn't I didn't actually create the word bike. Me and my friends have been saying it for like five years, but like realistically, the word bike comes from black culture. Black Twitter's 
like Loki the goat culture. If you're into it, you know that. Like I didn't I didn't make that word up. I just need I'm 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 the middleman. Anything cool I find out in the world, I need to bring to my people. Let's see. Oh my God. A lot of questions. Who's the next player you're going to overhype? Oh my God. How much time you got? How happy are you that Quinn finally got canned as a second season ticket holder? Wow. That must feel really, you must feel better than me. I talked about at the top of this video. It was the first thing I did for like 10 minutes. Hmm. Do you go to the barber for your cuts or do you do it yourself? I've been cutting my hair for myself um, since uh, quarantine started. Actually, when I first moved in, I'm in Manhattan right now, but when I first moved into Brooklyn prior to this lease, that was when I first left like my full-time job, my marketing job. And like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to have YouTube support me financially fully. So I was like, yeah, I got to cut expenses, right? We got to fucking, you know, in order to make profit, you got to do something, either raise the revenue or lower the expenses. And I was like, I'm just going to start giving myself haircuts now rather than paying $30 a month or $30 every two weeks. So I started doing that. And then like, they were terrible. They were really bad and they still are, but they're better now. But like, I lived in Brooklyn and no one gave a fuck and everyone's a hipster. So like my bad haircuts were like just as good as everyone else's like shitty good haircuts, if that makes sense. Um, so right now, yeah, I, I actually do it myself. It's really easy. I just like fuck around with next. I'm not going to explain it. Drunk live stream tomorrow. Well, if we're live streaming during the game and snacks is here, yes, we'll probably be drunk. Ranch or blue cheese. Actually, fun fact, I hate every white. There, there are like very few things I'm picky about when it comes to food. I hate white sauce, white sauce, white condiments, those kind of shits, ranch, blue cheese, mayonnaise, like all them shits can get all the way the fuck out of my life. I got in Discord when it was free because I'm a broke boy. Yeah, shout out. Shout out all the people that got grandfathered into Discord. We let like 2,500 people in and then we cut that shit off because it was time to make some money. What's the hardest part about building your brand? Oh man, I can go on forever. Um, the hardest part about building your brand is... is what, what, you, what most people don't realize, most people are waiting for like this certain thing to happen. Most people are waiting for something big to help to make their brand take off some big influencer to give them a shout out or something along those lines. Like people think there is this thing that happens to you that makes it all fucking blow up, it's, which is so far from the truth. Building the brand is, is a day in day out grueling fucking process. It, it's all about consistency. It's all about consistency and it's just got to feel right. Like you have to feel like you're doing the right thing. And you know, you know what that feels like, you know, whether or not you're going in the right direction with it, but it will, there will never be a, the, the thing that puts you on. There's no, you know, like you could have people on here. I, I've had big names on here and they'll retweet my shit, but like the next day, guess what? You're back to the grind because that does not make or break what you're doing. So the hardest part is, is hardest part is understanding. Like I could tell you that it's going to take you seven years to build a reputable brand. You're not really hearing that. You're not, 
You're hearing me, but you're not listening to me. It doesn't actually register with you. Seven fucking years is a long time to do this every single day, day in and day out for the next seven years to build something that you're passionate about. You think it's going to come a lot quicker than, um, than it is. No way. No way. What? I'm so far behind in the chat. I don't know what we're even talking about anymore. What's your body count though? Uh, I'm going to skip that question in lieu of sounding like an asshole. I actually, I don't know what the, what the answer is at this point. It's not like an outrageous answer. Like I definitely know people that have a way higher count than me. I, w- I would, I would, I would say like borderline. I shouldn't answer this. Um, say between 30 and 35, maybe. That's not a good thing though. Like most normal people shouldn't be that high. Like I just, I'm just not good at committing to things, you know? This is the only, you guys and YouTube are like the only things I've ever committed to in my life, which is fucked up, but it's true. Sup, big dog. I know you ride a bike, but do you own a vehicle? Also, what is your dream car? Uh, I, when I lived with my mom in Jersey, like in the suburbs, I had a car. Uh, my first car ever was a white Mustang. I loved it. And then it got absolutely fucking totaled, got destroyed. Not my fault. Uh, and then I got some shitty white Mazda, which is fine. I don't have a car right now, though, because you can't park it anywhere in Manhattan. Um, and also, what is your dream car? I just want a Jeep. A Jeep with the top off. can have 150,000 miles on it. I'm good with that. Let's hope Animal got something else going for him aside from fantasy. Yo, Animal's very, very passionate about what they're doing over there on the Fade the Public YouTube channel. Animal's house, bagels and locks. Like, he's working very, very, very hard on that stuff, man. Um, so shout out to him. Who stars in NFL version of Space Jam versus Alien Invaders? Uh, I almost think like it would have to be Lamar Jackson as the head guy. Maybe you could put Pat Mahomes. I feel like Lamar Jackson makes sense. Can I get a spot for Broncos cards? Uh, we're not. We're doing them by division, so not by team. It'd be like AFC East, AFC West, AFC North. Can we get? What is it? Can we get a camera to record Animals Night in the Woods? Oh, of course. Like that that whole thing is going to be a, a vlog and a piece of content. If Animals out there, you bet your fucking ass he's going to be bringing one of the cameras out there with him and doing it. We might have editor Ike go out there with him too and do it. Do you shave your beard every day or does it just not grow? Uh, I don't shave it every day. I shave it like I, I literally have like a clip on on one of the buzzers. That's like a six. I want to say a six or a seven. And like every three or four days, I'll just go over my entire beard and like my mustache and shit is thicker. So that's why it always comes up like darker. Um, but yeah, I'll keep it on one fucking thing and just do the whole thing. What size foot do you have? Uh, I have a size 11 foot. Do you get the ladies from this? No, I've never, I've never hooked up with a, I've never even like met a person. Actually, I've met some girls that have watched this before, but anytime I've met someone out in the wild that's watched this stuff, always a guy. There was one time some chick followed my stuff and she was older. She might've been like 40 years old or something. And she started sending me pictures and talking about how like (laughs) my bulge looked good in like some gym shorts I was wearing in one of my vlogs. I was like, this is fucking weird. How long have you been doing fantasy analysis? Uh, I would say probably since I'm like 21, maybe 21 or 22 and I'm 28 now. So six, seven years. 
is overall season over. Yeah, people like really think I wear overalls. I've worn overalls once in my whole ass life, and it was that one profile picture I have. It was a, it was a themed party. It was smoking meats and clapping cheeks, and you had if you were under two hundred and fifty pounds, it was mandatory overalls you had to wear, which sh- honestly should be the opposite. Anyone over two hundred pounds should automatically have to wear overalls to it. But it was at that party, the one time I've ever worn overalls. I kept the tag on and I sent it bike. Do you play among among us? Is that a Do you play among us? Among us is capitalized. So is that a fucking video game? Are you asking me like if I play among you guys? Uh that's a game. No, I have no idea what that is. I've I've seen those little fucking bot things though in in meme templates. Would you rather be a reverse mermaid or reverse centaur? What does that mean, a reverse? Dude, what WTF am I watching? I don't know, Ben. I really don't know. That was the highest question I've ever thought of, and you read it. Thank you, sir. That was a great fucking question. It really was. I actually want to write that down. What is it? If you could relive a day, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do a whole ass why you yelling podcast just on this question. You could relive a day. If you can go back to a day, would you relive it or would you go back to change something? Fucking beautifully said. You look like you're 23, 24. Thank you. I, I take that as a, uh, take that as a compliment. You got to take care of yourselves, people. It ain't fun getting older. Before you know it, you start getting gray hairs and you start getting a few more wrinkles than you thought you had. And uh, and then then you're officially fucking old. But I feel I feel like I'm 17 still, 18 years old still. And I feel like I'm going to have this much energy like to continue to fucking create and chase after things until I'm like 45. So I think a lot of that comes from how how I eat. Like I try to eat. For a while, like when I was younger, I would always, I was like super, super into fitness. And I've just like recently actually kind of lost the passion for it pretty much since like lockdown started, maybe a little bit before that. But I was like super into like a bodybuilding-esque diet. I was not like very, you know, I wasn't like chicken, broccoli, rice, like shit like that. But now I eat way more for my brain. Like I, I eat so my body and my mind like function well, like a more functional eater, if that makes sense. And I think like when you treat your mind right, the rest of the body tends to follow it. Um, and I started, I, I started taking care of myself a lot more like all around, not just like food, but I actually like clean my face a lot more often than I used to. Like I've washed my face twice a day. Sometimes if I'm not like fucking sweating, I'll put some fucking moisturizer on here. You know, it ain't, it ain't, not cool to take care of yourself, all right? One piece of advice I would give to you younger dudes that are like 20, 21, that you think you're too cool to take care of yourself, not the case. You'll be very fucking happy when you're in your mid, your late 20s, your early 30s. When you're 35 and you look 25, you will thank your 21-year-old self. I promise you that. What else we got here? Leo birthdays. No, I'm a Virgo. My birthday's tomorrow. Shout out to you, Colin. Happy birthday, buddy. 
Hope you fucking crush 38 marks. Celebrity crush. Uh, it's Zendaya. Come on. She's part of the brand, baby. All I need to do, she just needs to let me go out with her one time. And that's it. Like, it's game over. I'll put on record. I'm the, I'm the best first date person of all time. I have a 99% hit rate on first dates. And by hit, I mean, like, it was a fun date. Okay. I'm here for fantasy football only. Enough of the sideshow. Well, Milton, got news for you. Nobody gives a fuck. Let's see. Is it true with the... What the fuck did you say? Is it true with the statement in the background? You sound like a boomer. (laughs) In what way? Because of the game? Uh, I'm so lost in the questions. Do I smoke weed? Uh, No, I don't smoke weed. I get too paranoid. Not that I'm against it. I just... It's not for me. I used to do it a lot in high school and like when I first got to college, but then I would get high and get super paranoid around people, like a lot of people I didn't know. And then since then, it's just given me a a terrible high. Um, In the spirit of the chat, Anik, do you have a morning routine for your face? Do you shop in stores or online? Only do you get so glad when pumping... When pumpkin spice latte is back. I've never had a pumpkin spice latte in my life. Just throwing that out there. Right? I like pumpkin. I like pumpkin beer. I like uh I like pumpkin flavored coffee, not lattes though. I like uh pumpkin flavor like bakery things, like pumpkin donuts or the titties. Uh do I have a morning routine for your face? Yeah. So you know what you guys should check out? Uh if you're if you're a dude and you have no idea anything about like cleaning your face or face wash or moisturizer or anything like that, which I still don't where I started just like a few months ago was this, um, this website called geology G E O G E O L O G I E geology.com. It's personalized skincare. And this is not sponsored whatsoever. Wish it fucking was. They give you like a personal kit to use and the first trial is like super cheap i want to say i I remember it being like 20 bucks when i first did it and uh it's got your face wash and basically you just like wash your face throw moisturizer on it over and then you're done and then nighttime they have like the same thing like but it's a different formula kind of and they got some shit from under your eyes you don't want you don't want to start forming those bags under your eyes that's when you start looking real fucking old you want to stay young forever So geology is where I would start if you're actually if you actually happen to give a fuck about your face. <laughs> Nick Susson. Uh you sound like a boomer. Thank you, cunt. Where do you find all your info and what's the best source? I have like two folders on my bookmarks bar full of like thirty or forty different websites I use to be honest. PFF is probably my number one source in season and playerprofiler.com. Probably my top two. And fftoday.com. Hmm. We play fantasy around here. That's my man, Curtis. You know. What else we got? 
What kind of bike you got? I got a... I don't know what it's called, what kind of brand it is, but uh, it says thick thick stick or thick thick slick or some shit on the on the tire and that was all i needed to see it's like bright blue and shit i take the city bikes out a lot though too they got electric city bikes now in manhattan they dropped off like 300 new ones so they're all over the place and they go up to like 18 miles an hour they're fun as fuck weird question are you a side sleeper on your stomach or bike um i'm a side sleeper for sure I will not eliminate red meat. No expert is DK in the top 10. I'm pissed. Listen, they're all, they all think the same way. They all have been probably fucking ranking DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson. Like they're all just late to everything. So what happens. Can we get a fade the public versus bunk bed combine or two on two match? That would actually be funny. Low key, you guys don't know that Noah's like 6'4". Noah's huge. Noah can fucking throw down. He's a big girl. Eric Galano, is that Italian? Yes, that is Italian. Um, There was actually a town in... There was a town in Italy named Ercolano. And it got wiped out by a volcano. So that's the whole thing about that. <laughs> what are some great first date ideas, man? I, that's why I love, that's why I love living in Manhattan is because you could literally just be like, yo, meet me on the top of my block and we're just going to walk. We're just going to look at people. I love going, like, I'll just be like, let's go to Central Park and we'll just have a picnic for the day. It's not so much about like what you're doing or or where you're going. It's just like the shared energy between you two. Y'all can keep a good conversation going for the whole time. Like you're going to have fun. Just be yourself. I hate that people are like, I have so much trouble on first dates. I'm like, you're about to go hang out with someone that, you have no idea what their life was for 25 years. Like you have 25 years worth of content to talk about. All right. Think about it that way. Think about how much shit you could ask people. Favorite Domino's pizza, fucking cheeseburger pizza, baby. That shit was really good. Nick, do you remember the live streams that you used to do back in the early days of the channel? I remember one of the crazy stories that you told us from the shore when you blacked. Oh, God. Uh, there was a lot of crazy stories from when I'm from down the shore. I don't know what you're referring to, Mike. I, I kind of want to ask you to put it in the chat, but I'm also nervous about where that story goes. I don't know what you're referring to. shower every day or do like weird people and shower only when you think you stink uh i try to shower every day i'll be honest though like working from home if i know i'm not going to see people for like three days i might skip a day 
I wouldn't suggest it. And I wouldn't say that that's my normal thing, but like since we've been in lockdown and there were months that I went without seeing anybody physically, isn't that fucking insane? Um, there might've been a day or two I skipped. So you keep fucking asking me if I wipe front the bike or bike to front. Uh, next question. How'd you become a Falcons fan? I just fell in love with Michael Vick. I just loved him. He was so fucking, I was vulnerable. I was like 11 and he absolutely just took me under his wing. He emotionally swooped in. It was like me on first dates, except Michael Vick was me and I'm the poor little girl. How'd you meet Noah? <clears throat> I've still literally never met Noah in my life physically. We've never met. I only know him off Twitter online. Most of these dudes here just need a friend. <laughs> we all need friends, man. We all want to feel less alone. Can we make bets on whether or not you guys spit out the old gum? Oh, that's you, Chris, huh? Um, where did I put that pack? I think it's over there. I'm not spitting that shit out. They're going to be good, I bet. If a person is from India, can you call them Asian? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm like the expert, the in-house expert on that. I don't know. Did you go to school, bruh? And for what? Yes, I did. Um, I got my undergrad in international business, and then I have my MBA in marketing analytics. Tell you what, I'm, 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 I'm a lot smarter than I look. Which I know is not setting the bar very high, but what other jobs have you had? I'm going to link something for you guys that I think would probably help a lot of you guys out. It's a blog post I wrote, um, nothing to do with football or it's very like life related that will give you context behind my, my background and the way I, I guess I think, and maybe you guys don't give a fuck whatsoever, but. I'm going to pin this message in the chat right now. So it is pinned there. Um, and it's a blog I wrote on New Year's Day last year. It's 14 things I've learned the hard way over the last decade. Life, liberty, love, and the pursuit of crappiness. In Ode to the Roaring Twenties. We're starting a new decade. So I thought about all the things I learned over the last 10 years. I, I, I think it's probably the best piece of content I'll ever put out. Dated a girl that was into fantasy hockey. I don't think I would want to listen, bro. Like I hate talking about fantasy football with, with people like outside of like snacks and animal or something. Uh, have you guys been behind the computer the whole time? Oh no, that's just the, um, yeah, that is not my ideal thought of a good conversation. So I would kind of hate if I dated a girl that was really into fantasy football. Where is Noah located? Uh, Noah lives in Connecticut. He goes to Yukon and Mike lives out in San Francisco. Goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, goosebumps absolutely slapped. 
I can't go against that. Even though are you, they're both good. Great fucking choices. It's like the Cleveland Browns bike field of children shows. Who is your number two sidekick for the brand? Um, It really depends on what I need done. They're all so different. Everyone, everyone on the team. It's like, uh, Mike is, is so good with numbers and like Excel and making technical things happen. Noah's just like a workhorse. Like literally the way I would put it is like, if I dropped dead tomorrow, like Noah could probably pick up like half the work that I do and like continue running the channel basically. Like he, he understands the process and the way I do things and automate things. Um, so Noah can do a lot of the shit that I do, but like animals out here building is building the fade, the public brand pretty well so far. And like taking on a lot of the, the fun work on the side that he's super passionate about and like animal snacks, I've obviously known personally. So if I need stuff done, um, they'll obviously get it done. And then Scott, I talked to Scott about a lot of like business decisions. Cause Scott, none of you guys know Scott. I, I, I think snacks and animal just saw what Scott looked like for the first time. Like no one knew what Scott looked like. He couldn't really show his face cause he works for an actual agency that does video editing. And, um, he's, he's like been around the block when it comes to businesses. He's worked at big agencies. He's worked at startups. So he, he can offer some like very creative thoughts and, um, viewpoints that I have not encountered yet. So they all bring like different valuable pieces to the team for sure. Did you watch the NBA finals last night? No, I did not. I was watching football and then I don't really follow basketball too much. I mean, I watch a lot of the playoffs just because, like, I do enjoy basketball, but I just didn't happen to catch it last night. Worst injury you've ever suffered? Uh, I broke two ribs in high school playing baseball. I was, like, center field, and someone hit one right into the gap, and me and the left fielder were both going for it, and I dove for it, and his knee went right into my ribs. I almost fucking – I thought I died. I thought I was going to die. I got up, and then I couldn't breathe in or out, and then I just fucking collapsed. It It was horrible. Are we talking football or what? Yeah, we reserved the first like 45 to 50 minutes of this video for that. And now we're not doing anything football. Fuck a football. Did I work at Chippendales? Do I look like I worked at Chippendales? If you were in the NFL, what team would you want to be on and what position? I think it'd be fucking ill to be a safety. I'd like to be a safety. I play for, uh, I want to say I, I play for the Falcons, but I'd be so poorly coached that I don't want to do that. For your sake, I won't put in the chat. The story I was referring to was when you rented a house with your friends in high school. Oh yeah, we did that. Snacks was there for most of the houses that we rented. We would rent like a house or a condo down in the Jersey shore. Like every summer we'd end up getting kicked out like almost immediately. The first time we did it, we we lasted like five days. We rented them for a week. The second time we did it, we threw a fucking absolute rager. It's crazy. I might relive that day, honestly. Maybe I'll go back to that day, relive it, and make sure we don't get kicked out and have the place raided. 
Well, you got blinds closed during the day. Uh, because I have this, there's a blind next to me on the left that is open, but if I open this window, it fucks with the camera. Like the cameras, the camera gets all out of focus and like it gets super bright back there. How do I get to join BDGE? I want to live in New York and work with you boys. Plus you guys need a can, a Canadian. No, we absolutely don't need a fucking Canadian. I promise you that Mike's actually from Canada. Um, yeah, we've got no, we've got no spots open here right now. I apologize. What do I talk to girls about if not football? I don't know. What the fuck do you do in your life? What else do you like to do? What do you do for work? What do you and your friends do? What does your fucking Uncle John do? Ask her about her friends. Ask her about what she does on the weekends, what she's passionate about. Tell her you got a nice new fucking face wash um, ritual going on now. She'll probably make fun of you, but she'll like it. Ever had anyone from the channel show up at your crib? Uh, yeah, actually, we did. Um, when me and Snacks and Animal were building this table in the summer, um, we first were putting the table together. We we'd keep it was hot as fuck, and we were like doing a lot of work in here with the wood and and um, the wood chopper and shit. We'd keep the windows wide open, and someone walked by and like stopped, and he saw the the, the banner. He's like, "Yo, is that you guys, the big dogs?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." So we talked to, to him for like 20 minutes outside the window. He was actually looking at an apartment in this complex. It was kind of funny. Um, so we did. He didn't like show up at my at my, at my my apartment. He just happened to like be here and, and recognize us. Hey, Andrew. Hey, dude. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? I don't even know where I see myself in 10 minutes. Probably at the pizzeria over there. Do you ever get recognized in public from your YouTube? So there's that guy. Um, I've gotten, re I, oh, it's almost always like being out at uh, a bar or something. Um, there was a couple times, there was at a gym. There was uh, at a club in Brooklyn. There was, one time I was out with my friends in, in Manhattan and a kid came over and uh, we just started talking. He knew who I was and he like came over. He's like, yo, Nick, is that you? And I was like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I had no idea who it was. And I thought it was like some kid from college, maybe like, you know, that I was like friends with for like a month or something. I just forgot who it was. He's like, yo, you won me two championships with the fucking Aaron Jones or whatever last year. And he ended up buying like me and all my friends rounds of, of like tequila shots and margaritas. It was fucking awesome. Whew. If we get BDGE tattoos, do we get free margs and Patreon for life? I'll definitely give you... If you got a BDGE tattoo, I'd give you like access to every piece of whatever we fucking produce for life. Absolutely. I don't even have a BDGE. Actually, I lied. I kind of do have a tattoo. Um, oh, no. Uh-oh, guys. I'm getting my lab results back for the COVID test I took. Shit. I shouldn't do this on air, but I'm gonna... I'm kind of nervous. sign in I don't know my fucking
Bear with me. How's it not found? How's it not found? It's my fucking name. SS2456. Does it say? We're neg. Fucking neg, baby. No COVID for your boy. Huge. I hated your cocky attitude at first. Now I watch all your content. I feel like the silly little girl who likes the man with. P.S. Your show with snacks and animals, the best one. Um, I could imagine if you, a lot of people that probably come to my channel via fantasy hate me. Maybe not hate me, but I could be very annoying. But like, I just go into my fantasy stuff with the attitude knowing that we're all going to get a lot of shit wrong and a, and a lot of stuff right. Like half and half. So I just like try to have fun with it. Like I'll get co- if I like a guy, I'll just get cocky with it, knowing that there's a 50-50 chance I'm gonna be fucking wrong, because every you can't find anyone that does what I'm doing that isn't just wrong about a whole lot of shit and write about some stuff. But that's why I like putting out vlogs and a lot of like the lifestyle and behind the scenes kind of shit, so you guys get to know me more as a person, and you could s- still confirm that I'm an asshole. How'd you meet Noah? Uh, so I opened up. I opened up uh, spots for someone to blog for our website like four, three, four years ago. And uh, a bunch of people submitted like blog posts, write up samples, whatever. And he was the only one whose stuff I liked. And then I brought him on from there. Is this stream? <laughs> you are not the father. I'm not pregnant. I had a little bit of a, I ain't even gonna lie. I had a pregnancy test, a pregnancy scare last, last week. I was almost pregnant. Did this stream just kick off? Yeah. Yeah. You're like 90 minutes into the stream. So it kicked off. Didn't realize you live in NY. I'm in Queens. Be cool to see you around. You're going to have to find me brother. Do you have a video of the table being made? Uh, we definitely have a time lapse somewhere. Within the fate, if you go back to like the fate of the public videos in the summer when we always did like a 10 minute vlog before we actually kicked off the table talk, I want to say that we have some, some time lapse footage of us doing that and just some of us fucking around. What would you do if someone from the channel showed up and knocked on your door? Uh, that I, I mean, I'd like to say I'd be, I'd be like, what the fuck? But I'd probably be like, yo, come in. If I'm giving you my my honest answer of what I would do, I would be like, yo, what the fuck? But also like, come on, come on in, baby. Would you be happier with more control over what happens in your life or more control over your response to what happens? Tommy boy, you already have, you know why, one of the easiest ways to 
enjoy life more is to understand that you're responsible for everything that happens in your life. Would you be happier with more control over what happens in your life? You control what happens in your life. Like what I'm doing right now, I controlled this. I, I decided that this was what I was going to do. And I manifested this into a real fucking life over seven years of hard work. Um, if you take responsibility for every single thing that happens in your life, I don't care. doesn't mean it's someone's fault when something happens, but if you can take responsibility and then realize that it doesn't matter how it happened or why it happened or who did it, but you're in control of exactly the pieces that you put into place. Like, right. Looking from a business perspective, someone underneath me fucks up. Like I'm the person that gave them the responsibility to do that. My fault, not theirs. Um, that is a, a very simple way to start being more free in your life is understanding that you have control of everything. Good and bad, good and bad for better or worse. <clears throat> Get that rapid test. They didn't have the rapid test here. What happened was one of my friends, brothers tested positive for it. And my friend happened to be at my apartment like a week ago. Um, and the city MD around the corner from me didn't have rapid tests. I went in there and they were talking about how they were getting the rapid tests available like tomorrow or something, but I wanted to get it ASAP. Is this stream going to be posted on YouTube? Yes, it is. All right. I got to get the freak out of here. <sighs> Make a montage video of your progress over the last seven years. Yo, Scott did that. Scott did that. Um, Scott did that and posted on Twitter. Somewhere. It was awesome. It was like going back to when I started in my bedroom, my mom's house. It was fantastic. Made a motherfucker cry. Nick, do you have a girlfriend? No. Whatever happened with the kid who was making thumbnails? Um, he still does some work for us. Like he still does some like one-off projects and stuff for us. But when we hit the the peak summer, when it was like fucking peak SEO, I wanted to make sure that I had thumbnails that were like, you know, the ones I knew would catch the fantasy audience. Like his shit is way better than mine. He's way better at like creative artistic stuff. Um, but it's we'll probably just continue using him in a capacity of just um like kind of like one-off things that we need. I'm actually going to throw up the, let me see if I can find it real quick. Like he created the banner that we use on Instagram and, and YouTube and Twitter now. Where is it? Where are you? Fuck, dude. When I got multiple monitors going, I just like never know where I put shit. Like he made this. I think this is cool as fuck. Like that's everybody on the team, right? Me, Mike, Noah, Animal, Snacks, Scott. So like we'll probably have him working more on stuff like this, like one-off projects. Where did you go? Where are you going? 
Shit. I can't find the YouTube chat anywhere. There we are. There we is. is. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be very successful professionally with only a tolerable private life or have a great private life but an uninspiring professional one? Uh, I'm not really sure what you mean by private life, but I think like... I think if you're just happy, like that's the life I would take. If your private life is what makes you happy, then take that. If uh, I, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm super fortunate enough to the point where I've like, my work is kind of intertwined with my life. Like the people that I hang out with, usually I kind of sucker them into work with me. And like everything I do is revolved around my work. So, I mean, I, I don't have much of a private life at this point. I mean, I, I, I definitely have some things I keep private, but like for the most part, y'all know who, who I am and the shit that I do. We'll put it on. It's been up on YouTube, cunt. <laughs> Tommy Boy just reading off some website. That's facts. Mixies or brewskies? Uh, time and place. Time and place. Both good. I would say uh, more of a mixer guy, though. Put your trade cues in Discord. We talk in life. He knows. Fade animal. Facts. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. What age do you want to get married? Uh, I don't really see myself getting married until like, what am I right now? I'm 28. Honestly, I'd say like 30, 35 is probably the earliest I would get married. I just don't have the time to like commit to another person right now. You know, I just have like too much shit I want to accomplish. And I feel like when you commit to marriage, that becomes like your identity in a sense. Maybe not. Maybe I'm like too intense with that shit, but maybe, maybe 35, 38 is like children range. Maybe marriage are like 33, but I don't know. It's going to, it's going to take someone very special to make me want to shift my focus to them. Nick, if you could beat up anyone, who would you? Um, I would say Snacks, but like I could already beat the shit out of Snacks if I wanted to. Looks like you keep freezing. Are you guys getting a bad stream? Is it freezing? Football cards. Yes, sir. Don't don't bother. <laughs> Facts. Glass for our glass half empty. What? Glass full or glass half empty? I don't know. I don't I'm I'm not usually like an optimistic or pessimistic person. I just am. I'm just practical. That's what I am. I just take what's in front of me and I work. That's it. Bro, you are behind my guy. In what way, Chaz? I did it ultra low latency, which will probably fuck it up. Thank you, Thomas. No issue with the stream. Fave actor, favorite tat. Favorite actor is Shia LaBeouf. I fucking love Shia LaBeouf. 
Uh, favorite tat. My favorite tat would actually probably be this one. The don't take the money tat. I don't know if you guys can even see that. Don't take the money. And then secondly, my mark tattoo for sure. <laughs> Thoughts on DK rest of season. It's the only fancy question I'm answering, but he's untradeable. Do you shop for clothes online or in person? Uh, I do. I do both, but I typically do way more online. They've just made things so easy through online shopping that, you know, there's almost no downside to it. Appreciate you, Quinn. Appreciate you too, Max. Nah, Tommy, I didn't see tax. Did tax collector come out? When you're shopping online, are you doing those subscription clothing boxes? Nah, definitely not the boxes. Those are like too, uh, too general. Like I, I know how I like my clothes. Like I'm, you know, I like my t-shirts a certain way. Like I like them a little bit longer on the sleeves, but like tight around the neck. I think they're like a better look and a better fit. Um, for, I would say jeans are probably like the thing that I buy the most of. Um, I shop on, I shop on, I like Uniqlo. I like, um, I'll even go to Paxon sometimes. I like, uh, what's the fucking European store that I always buy from? I don't think Zara is that bad. Um, there's a website that I always use that I can't think of what it is. ASOS. ASOS. ASOS is probably my go-to when I'm buying clothes. ASOS.com. A-S-O-S. Big fan of theirs. Like pretty good quality and, and very, very affordable pricing. Hey, Mighty had it. <laughs> ASOS is a European store. So I don't think you can find any physical locations in Manhattan. I really like this 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 place only only NY too. Only NY, but it's expensive as shit. Hawaiian shirts. Oh, Hawaiian shirts. Um, Hawaiian, those Hawaiian shirts I've been fucking around with are from barneycools.com. Or maybe it's not .com. Let me see. Barneycools. Yeah, it is barneycools.com. If you're looking for the fucking button-down drip that I was rocking all summer, expensive there too, but, you know, you get what you pay for. That's with everything in life. Down 44 points in PPR. He has the Bills and Khalif Raymond left. I have Josh Allen and Kamara. What would you say my chance of winning is if you use percentage if you like? Uh, I would say percentage-wise, I would say you're probably at around 35%. I would say like Allen and Kamara are probably a good bet to go for 45, which is like a big game from Kamara. You're, mm, yeah, I, I would I would say 
I don't like your chances. I'll be honest. You're fucking done. Spain without the S. All right, y'all. I'm out. Um, thank you for... Wow, a lot of you guys actually stuck around. That's what's up. I'm out. Thank you for hanging out with me this long. Make sure you hit the button that looks like this. I'll see y'all on... Um, what the fuck is tomorrow? Oh, we're going to do the unboxing for cards tomorrow. So if you want in on the next box, make sure you hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or Discord, or whatever, 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 whatever. Peace. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's live stream. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.